got to get a little bit more excited. You got to participate. You got to pull. You got to you got to be active in this place. It's an active stance. Your faith has to come alive and and grab a hold of the word. I do. I I really challenge you to grab a hold of the the word and say, I, "Well, I'm taking that and believing that." It's easy that like in conversation and in different passings where things happen and then all of a sudden you don't even remember. Time passes and you don't remember, right? Like how many times has that happened to you? Like somebody tells you, like you can even like have a list and then you forget. You can't, you gotta, like actually this morning I feel like it's very important for you to grab a hold and say this is mine. I'm not gonna let the word of go, let the word go because the word has to be planted in your heart. I can't just fall on it. It can't just get brushed aside. It has to be grabbed a hold of and said that, yes, I'm taking this. I'm believing this. So, God, we are by faith actively taking a hold of the word this morning. We thank you, God, that your word, we can take all of it. <clears throat> and we can put it in our hearts and we can believe you. We thank you that your word works wonders and miracles and signs in us and through us. We thank you that your word is alive in our hearts this morning. We ask for a boldness on Pastor Ruth that you would minister through her and in her, and that there would be such evidence of the fruit of the word going out today. In Jesus' name, amen. Our theme for this year for Advent is experience the miracle of Christmas. And so this is, I get to do the first message of this Christmas series. And I believe truly that God has something for you and me and I challenge you to come prepared to receive from it. So uh, as we begin this Advent celebration, I want us to recognize not only the significance of one moment in time, but I want you to think about how those moments are and um, how important those moments are. And those moments, when they come together, are called timing. And... Um, have you ever stopped to consider how important timing is in your life? Yeah. Um, think about it. Do you plant a garden in November? Probably not. How about do you swim in Lake Geneva in February? Not unless you want chills and cut the ice and all of that. <laughs> um, do you start a diet in December? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not the right time for those kind of activities. See, timing really affects all the areas of our life. Um, I think about getting to your gate. You're going to fly, and you get there, and the door's already shut. You learn something about timing in that moment because they don't open the door. And um, if you go into the kitchen for a snack and a great play happens in your game you're watching on TV and you missed it, yeah, that's great timing, isn't it? You see, there's also timing like when you're delayed getting to work, but because you're delayed, you miss an accident on the interstate. And I, I think about just recently, Rebecca had the opportunity to do a wedding all because of timing. Um, the pastor missed the wedding ceremony because of a flight delay. And so she stepped in and she did it. And I want you to consider the miracle of a moment. 
how God takes those wondrous moments and he creates amazing miracles. So today is the, sun, the first Sunday of Advent, and it's a season that we get to reflect on the gift of Jesus. And I want you to consider something. You know, it's really easy to get all wrapped up in the activity of the season. And you miss the miracle of Christmas. And I believe that we're being challenged during this month of December to not miss what God is wanting to do. I actually, God convicted me about my attitude about Christmas this year. And he he challenged me about this month. And he said, this month is significant to me. And he asked me, "Would would I look for what he is wanting to do? Would I actually stop whining and actually look at what he wants to do? Would I be willing to let go of all the things, the things I think this month is about and actually allow him the place to move, to give him my moments? Maybe you too need that to shift your perspective of what you think about the Christmas season. Maybe you, you need to step back and, and, and make some changes. See, God is wanting you to experience the miracle of the moments this December of 2023. And he wants you to experience them again and again and again. And when he's making an offer and a challenge like that, does that not make you feel eager and excited? What is it that you're doing, God? What are you wanting to do? And so with those thoughts in mind, I want to lay a little piece of foundation, okay? And I want to start with 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. It says this, but beloved, that's you, that's you, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. Heavy, huh? You see, we, you and I, we actually live in two realities, one one real sorry, our time reality is defined as Cronus, okay, and that's like your measured time, your calendar time, your twenty four um, hours a day, your three hundred and sixty five years, all of that. Can you hear the clock ticking? But God moves in a different reality, and He lives out of Kairos moments. Out of his time. Did you know he doesn't own a watch? That Kairos time, that is opportune time. It's a set time. It's an acceptable time. It's in due season. It's an appointed time in the purposes of God. It's a divine time that interacts when, when things are all ready. And the context of that word, kairos, is found about 86 times in the New Testament, if you can believe that. It is God moving into our time and moving in a way he wants to move. This is the reality of how it works. So God's kairos time invades our chronos time. 
when all of God's plans are in place. So I want you to look at this verse in Galatians chapter 4 and check out the wording of it. It says, but when the fullness of time has come, the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. That's that word. Him breaking into our time. Him moving at just the right time, in just the right moment. It was a glorious Kairos moment. God says, when the, when the time came, it, it's the right time God sent his son. At just the right time. That represents the miracle of the moment. And because we live in the thoughts of 24 hours a day, we only think from that perspective. And so when we pray, we want answers. And we want the promises of God now. And I don't know about you, but I'll confess I'm not very patient. And we like to place our order and get it. Amen. Right? I've found that if you get used to fast foods, you go someplace and you have to wait. You're like, man, how long does it take to get that food on the table? Come on. (laughs) We have places to be and things to do, right? That's kind of how we live. But I want you to see something, that same verse that talked about um, a day being like a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. It ends with a promise about God. Look at it in 2 Peter 3, 9. It's actually the next verse. It says the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise. See, you can bank on that. You all want to say he's slow at working. He's not doing things my way and in my time. But the truth is he's not slow. He's not slow. As some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. Oh, there's purpose in the slowness. Drat, right? He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. I want you to know something. This is absolute truth. His Kairos time is perfect. The Bible tells us that. His timing is perfect. Wow. It says in 2 Samuel 22, starting in verse 31, it says this. As for God, hear it. His way is perfect. The word of Adonai has been tested by fire. He shields all who take refuge in him. And then it says, for who is God but Adonai? And who is the rock but our God? And listen to verse 33 of this. God is my strength and my protection. And he makes my ways go straight. He makes my way go straight. Don't you love that? (laughs) You see, he has a plan. And his plans are good. You have to get that down into your heart. In other To understand the miracle of the moment, you have to understand that God is good, and he does good, and he's working in our lives. And he's working in his time for our good. We tend to think that our way is the best. I do, don't you? We, We think our way is the best. 
Yeah. Well, forgive us, Lord. So I asked you this morning, what promises are you waiting on? I know you are. And how long have you been waiting? And what request hasn't been answered yet? And what miracles are you expecting? And then the challenging thing is, how is the waiting going? That's the real question. How is the waiting going? So I want to put it in perspective, what I just said. I want you to think about our nation. And I want you to think about how many prayers this church, just this church we're talking about. I know a lots are praying. How many chair, prayers have we prayed for our nation? Through the years. How many? Individually and collectively. How much have we prayed? And I asked you, have you given up? Do you think God doesn't care? Do you think maybe we as a nation, we've gone too far? No. I want you to know something. God has a Kairos moment designed for our nation. That intervention when things are all ready at just the right time. At just the right time. And maybe you ask, how can I know that? And this is how I know it. Because God always answers prayer. He says in Jeremiah 33, 3, call upon me and I'll answer you. And I'll show you great and mighty things that you have not even considered or even thought about. And so when you're waiting on what God is doing in our nation, persist, persevere, keep pressing in. Ask bigger, ask bolder, go after it because your prayers make a difference. And that moment in time is coming and we are going to see the reality of heaven reach into our nation and there's going to become a shaking and a change and a shift and we are going to know that it comes because of that Kairos moment. You're so good. I don't know. I would probably tell you that I have some promises from God where he spoke to my heart in my quiet time and he, and he said things to me and I've been waiting. Not always well, but I've been waiting. And some of them I've been waiting probably 10 years on. But think about at just the right time, he sent his son. How long Israel waited for the promised Messiah? I asked my husband, I said, so how many years from the first prophetic word about Jesus coming until he actually came? How many years was it? He said, probably around 4,000. And I said, 4,000? What? And, and he said to me, don't you realize the promise started in the garden? The promise started in the garden when he said that the, that about the heel and stepping on the heel and the, the, her seed would come and kill, destroy the destroyer. You know that one. <laughs> so when you're talking about this, remember, if there's a right time, 
That means any other time is the wrong time. I really hadn't thought about that. Wasn't sure I liked that thought. See, when you don't understand that God will always be right on time, then the delays, the detours, and the waiting periods will cause you to be frustrated, really frustrated. So you, you not only have to trust God, you have to trust his timing. You have to trust his timing. So the Bible says, when the fullness of time had come, I love it in the, and I use, I am using this quite a bit this morning in the um, complete Jewish Bible. Some of the ones I've read even are that translation. It says, the appointed time, the appointed time, God sent his son. But I don't know if you understand this, but most of the people, they missed it. They didn't even know what was going on. They didn't even recognize it. Their lives were so full and so busy that they didn't know about a woman in the stable having a baby that was the king of all the earth. They didn't even see it or recognize it. Do you not think that the innkeeper would have gotten the very best room for that young couple had he known who it was that was coming? And it's so easy. It is so easy for us to get caught in the hoopla of the season. All the stuff going on. And we actually forget. We actually miss the incredible moments that he has set aside for us. People missed it that day. They missed it. You see, coming of Jesus at just the right time, when everything was in place, shows us how beautiful Kairos time of God is in our lives. At just the right moment. See, the Bible tells us um, that at the right time in history, Jesus was born. The coming of Christ into the world wasn't a matter of chance or coincidence. He came at the perfect time of God's divine plan that was formed before the foundations of the world. Do you understand that before the earths were created, he already had a plan in existence to send his only begotten son for you and I? That's big time thinking. That's patience. That's waiting on that kairos moment when the father will come and and pour himself out on our behalf. Yeah, it's huge. It was all in his plan, prearranged, ready to break into the Kronos time and bewilder the world with his great plan of, of redemption. We didn't get it. We, we missed it. Most of the world missed it. Yeah, amazing, incredible, the plan of God. And how patient he is that we can partake of what he has for us how he waits till just the right time in our lives that we can receive the fullness of what he wants to pour over us. Sometimes we just don't get it. And so our, our job, you must 
understand that his timing is perfect. History history writes for us that the Roman Empire helped prepare the world for the birth of Jesus. They had constructed all these roads that connected city to city, making travel easier. All roads uh, led to Rome. And the world was at peace under the Roman rule, and the soldiers made sure that there was peace. And the Latin and Greek were across the nation making communication possible with many all over the world. And then the Old Testament prophecies coming concerning the coming of the Messiah were completed. At just the right time, God sent his son. Think how long people had been waiting for that promised deliverer. So even though this is an Advent message, I believe that it's a personal message for you and I, one that's needed to bring hope and understanding. The good news for you and I is this, that God comes to us at just the right time, just what we need at just the right time with just what we need at the moment. That's because he's a good, good papa. He's so good. I wonder why we do not rest in that truth. Why do we not allow that to saturate our hearts and bring peace that he's going to bring at the right time exactly what we need? Say that with me. He'll bring to me Exactly what I need at just the right time. Amen. Amen. See, God knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly what you need. He knows what has to come together for the answer to come. At just the right time, he will come to you and provide what you need for the moment because his timing is perfect. So I encourage you to stop trying to figure out why you have to wait and start looking with anticipation at the wondrous answers and provision that are on their way. See, all through the Bible, we see Kairos timing in every story almost. The perfect moment when he moves and then all the pieces fit together. And when we understand the character of God, that he is good, church, He is good. He's actually good all the time. And he's good to you. And that should make us wait full of anticipation. I encourage you to read some of the stories, looking at them. Think of Moses, his birth and his waiting and him standing However long in the wilderness he was waiting for the moment, the the moment in time for everything to come together. Think of Joseph sitting in prison thinking, I didn't do anything. Why am I here waiting for the perfect moment where he would be raised to leadership and then he would be able to save people from starvation? Think of all the characters through the word of God, how over and over at just the right moment and just the right time, I was so struck by Joseph with that thought that his mother didn't have any children. And she's crying out to God for children. And she's mad at her husband because she doesn't have any children. 
And she waited seven years for Joseph, at least seven. Seven years she waited for Joseph. But see, Joseph had to come at the right time to be able to be sent to to Egypt. He had to be at the right time. And you begin to, it boggles your mind as you realize how God works in human lives. It's amazing. There's Moses and Noah and David, all the miracles in the moment that they experience. God not only came at just the right time, he continues to come at just the right time. Just when we need him most, he's there providing for what we need. Maybe you really never understood that God is actually in your story. He's in your story. He's working and he's bringing about what you need. His heart is to meet you. He longs to meet you. Yes. In that miracle moment that, you're, that you've been waiting for. I love Romans 5, 6. And this is out of the Passion Translation. It says, for when the time was right. When the time was right, the anointed one came and he died to demonstrate his love for sinners who were entirely helpless, weak and powerless to save themselves. Look what he did. He has promised to come at just the right time and provide what you need in the moment. And Christ still comes to us today. So just as Jesus came at the right time, In the Kairos moment of time, I want to remind you this morning that you too came at just the right moment of time, that you were not a mistake, that you were created with design and purpose at just the right time. You have to understand that you're not just living to live. You got to understand that you're not just here on the earth for this by chance. That's not how it is. Well, you were in your mother's womb. And Psalms 139, 13 to 16 tells us this. He says, he planned who you would be. He formed you. He created you beautiful. And he, he knit you together. And he, before you even took a breath, he already said the day you would be born and the day that you would die. He wrote it in the book. That's how well he knows you. He was involved with that. And we forget the hand of God in our lives, and, and we, think, we think it's all about us, and he's patiently waiting for us to come to the revelation that it's really all about him in us. That's what it's about. And it's easy to forget the details of him working in our lives, in the chaos of what goes on. I want to remind you that in Acts, it tells you that he placed you in a particular place. You're in Walworth, Wisconsin area. Because he placed you there. It tells you he set boundaries for you. It's, it's Acts 17, 26 and 27. He put you in places that you would flourish. Do you believe that? I want you to remember the story of Queen Esther. She, she is taken to the, to the um, palace And she's chosen to be queen. And there comes a problem and she's challenged to step up to the plate and do what is needed in the moment. And he said, hey, you were chosen for such a time as this. And I believe God is saying to you this morning, you were chosen for such a time as this. 
He picked you. He chose you. He called you. He blessed you. He's anointed you. And he wants to use you in powerful ways. And so many times we just live this life and we're miserable in it and miserable with what's happening instead of saying, Oh, God has called me. I'm his. He has a plan for my life. It says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that his plans for you are for good and not for evil. He has purpose for you. There's hope for you. You got to shake off all the stuff that's holding you like quagmire down in the pits. And you have to shake it off and say, this is who I am. This is what God's called me to be. And I am called in this season of Christmas time to be a light in a dark world. And God wants to awaken in me the things he wants to do. You see, we always think he chose someone else. No, he chose you. He picked you. He wants you. He wants to use you. You're not left aside. You're not an orphan. He chose you. He chose you. God. Timing. Are you holding up what God wants to do in and through you by allowing your circumstances to rule your life? How many would say they let the circumstances rule their life? Oh, it's so easy. It's so easy. And it's time to lay that aside, to step into the understanding that God's ways are perfect. His timing is perfect. That he has positioned me and placed me in the world right now. And there's a job for me to do and I need to wake up and get on it. And It's really time for your Kairos moment with him. And timing... He is calling to us today on this first Sunday of Advent to turn our hearts and our affections to the one who is worthy. The one we sang to this morning wants you to turn your heart and affections to him. Will you allow him to bring the miracle of the moment in your life? Will you again give him your whole heart, your full attention? Will you trust him with what he's doing even when you don't understand it? Because every character in the Bible didn't understand what God was doing. But he was there. And he held them. And he kept them until just the right moment. And then he used them in ways beyond their imagination. And I challenge you this morning. As you think about this Advent season of... and God stepping into time with the birth of Jesus. And how he does that. How he steps into time and, and opens doors that have been shut before. And causes us to be powerful when we're weak. I want you to consider your heart to him this morning. And I, I challenge you to surrender the things that you don't understand. The things that make you sad, give them to him. The things that hold you captive, the things that you think are not fair, give them to him. The things that hold you in regret, give them to him. You see, he's wanting you. That's simply put. 
He would that all would come to him. He would that all would love him with all of their heart, all of their soul, and all of their mind, and all of their strength. That's his heart for you. And he's calling to you this morning, and he said, may this December be the most glorious December you've ever experienced. May it be filled with moments, divine moments when he breaks into your life and illuminates the light and shows you things that are so good and so powerful. Would you stand with me? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Last night, the group that were here praying, we prayed over different chairs and we prayed in the different rooms. And But one of the things we prayed was that someone would choose Jesus today. And so I give you opportunity if you do not know Jesus, if you've never experienced him and never invited him to be that one that rules and reigns in your heart. Today is the day of salvation. Today is a great day to choose him. So I make available for you to come to the altar as we close this service today and let me minister to you if that's you this morning because I know he hears and answers. And so, Lord, we thank you for awakening us to your kingdom, to your ways, to what you want to do in and through us, God. Let us shake off all those things that hinder us moving in step with you. God, we give you permission to move within us just how you want to. We make a commitment to trust you, Papa. To trust what you're doing in us and in our lives and in our country and in the world. And we we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us and deliver us from evil. For yours is the power and yours is the kingdom and yours is the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen and amen. But allow God to touch your in you. It says in the book of Hebrews that God wants to bear witness to his word with signs and wonders and miracles, with diverse gifts of the Holy Spirit, with surprises. He wants a word. So, Lord, do you want to show yourself in my life today? You're welcome. You're welcome, Lord.
Just wait for a minute before him. Allow him to touch you, to move in you and through you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. Lift up his countenance upon you. And peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Go in his grace today.